This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to UFO Warning. Welcome to the program. In this episode, we're looking at UFOs and AI. That's correct, UFOs and AI, artificial intelligence. In fact, we want to look at this from two different perspectives. One is using AI to track UFOs, which has been suggested, and also whether or not UFOs might not just be AI, and, and nothing more than that. Now, this first article comes to us from FierceElectronics.com by Matt Hamblin. It's from June 25th, 2021. It says, UFO report calls for using AI to assess data about phenomena. He starts off, he says, a much-anticipated intelligence report on UFOs sent to Congress on Friday, of course, this is from last year, found no evidence of alien life and could not explain 144 government reports of UFOs, mostly from military personnel, from 2004 to 2021, calling them largely inconclusive. Now just think about the silliness of that statement. 144 reports produced by mostly military personnel over a 17-year time span. 144. They can't explain them. They have no idea what they are. They call them, quote-unquote, largely inconclusive. But based on those observations, they've decided that most likely they've found no evidence of alien life. So that's that's the kind of research that's being done. 144 unexplainable encounters by military personnel that they can't explain, largely inconclusive, but we know they're not aliens. It says that the report by the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force to committees of Congress Congress said the limited amount of high-quality reporting on unidentified aerial phenomena UAP hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature of UAP. The report was issued by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. The nine-page unclassified version of the report just report added, there are probably multiple types of UAP requiring different explanations based on the range of appearances and behaviors described in the available reporting. Well, anybody that's read a series of MUFON reports knows that there's lots of different kinds of UFOs. So there's probably lots of different explanations. But the one thing that we do know is that there's no way they can be from this planet. They're doing things that violate the laws of physics. It says, however, the report said UAP clearly pose a safety of flight issue and may pose a challenge to U.S. national security. Now that's interesting because so far, other than a couple of anecdotal cases, we don't know for sure that any of these UFOs have actually taken down an airplane, especially not like a passenger airplane. We have lots of reports of close calls, but we're not even sure how these objects interact with physical objects from our planet, our dimension. It says, however, the report said UAP clearly poses a safety of flight issue and may pose a challenge to U.S. national security. Uh, the 144 reports reviewed 
80 involved observations with multiple sensors that included radar, infrared, electro-optical, weapon seekers, and visual observations. There were no photos or videos included in the report. Now, we've talked about this before. They've come out and said, we have had eyes on objects where there were people on the ground, people in the airplane, and, and, and images from the satellite. So you have three different observers observing the same UFO. So they know it's there. Various UAP probably lack a single explanation, the report says, but puts them into five categories. Airborne clutters, natural atmospheric phenomena, U.S. government or industrial development programs, foreign adversary systems, and a catch-all other group. Well, it looks to me like most of these categories are just made up, except for the last, other. In other words, they don't know what they are, and if they do know what they are, they're not going to tell us. It continues, it says, the report calls for use of artificial intelligence and machine learning software to cluster and recognize similarities and patterns and features of the data points already collected as well as future data. It suggests using high-altitude balloons and other means to assess future UAP reports. Also, the task force that created the report is looking for new ways to increase collection of UAP clusters when military forces are not present. Now, this, this to me is rich. I mean, they're already collecting everything. They're collecting everything from phone conversations to Internet traffic to images to radar images 24-7 around the planet. I mean, how much more collecting do they know? We already know they have pictures of these things that they won't share with us because they say that it would be a threat to national security to do so. But yet they're going back into Congress and asking for more money so that they can do more imaging, more collecting. And while they're asking that, they're not even they're not even willing to show us the pictures that they do have. So when people think about the, the intelligence community giving us disclosure, just remember this. 144 cases, encounters by military personnel, they have pictures, but they're not sharing them. Oh, we've got a few blurry videos, but the good stuff we're not seeing. It says U.S. Senator Mark Warner, Democrat Virginia Chair of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, said the frequency of UAP incidents appears to be increasing, adding the U.S. must be able to understand and mitigate threats to our pilots, whether they're from drones or weather balloons or adversary intelligence capabilities. He called the intelligence report rather inconclusive, but said it marks the beginning of efforts to understand and illuminate what is causing these risks to aviation in many areas around the country and the world. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio, Republican Florida, called the report an important first step in cataloging these incidents. But it's just a first step. The Defense Department intelligence community have a lot of work to do before we can understand whether these aerial threats present a serious national security concern, he added. He is vice chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Now, we know recently that they have reportedly turned in a report to that committee, uh, the public version of which is blacked out or will be, and we're not even sure how much the congressmen and the senators have been allowed to see. So for them to ask for more AI capability to observe UFOs, we have to ask ourselves, what are they actually going to do with that AI capability? Because we know that these AI surveillances operate at a far um, more advanced state than human uh, surveillance does as far as the amount of traffic that they can survey it. Secondly, they're already talking about shooting these things down or trying to, uh, you know, 
engage them offensively. If they connect that ability to engage these objects uh, with weapons of war, and they they connect that to the AI observation, they could start World War III without, without us even knowing about it. To me, this is just crazy. Now, we read that article in the context of whether or not aliens are themselves AI. And to think about this, are AI weapon systems encountering and dealing with another AI with their far more advanced weapon systems? I can't imagine anything good coming out of that. I mean, they could just, if these things are actually AI from another dimension or another planet, they could just look at us as though we're insects. Now, this article is from futurism.com, 61521. That's June of last year also. It says it's written by Victor Tangerman. The title says, Astronomer, aliens will most likely resemble AI if we ever make contact. Quote, they will probably have gone beyond biological smarts, and indeed, beyond biology itself, they won't be alive. If we ever make contact with extraterrestrial civilization, we're unlikely to find a group of little green Martians running around. There is at least That's at least according to Seth Shostak, senior astronomer and director of the Center of SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Research. In a recent opinion piece for The Guardian, Shostak argues that we are far more likely to encounter beings that resemble artificial intelligence, as we're expecting the release of a Pentagon report into sightings military pilots made of unidentified aerial phenomena later this month. Of course, that's last year. The topic of UFOs and aliens has made a significant resurgence, and it's, and it's being taken more seriously than ever before. Well, yes and no. It says the report, however, is unlikely to claim that we've already made a first contact with an alien race here on Earth. But Shostak said that doesn't necessarily mean we're alone in the universe. I think it's overwhelmingly likely that aliens are present in our galaxy, he wrote. But I believe they're hanging out in our. But I don't believe they're hanging out in our airspace, not now, and not in historic times. Well, that's his personal belief. But I don't see any evidence that he produces for why he has that belief. And says, so what would first contact even look like once it does happen? To Shostak, we won't be encountering the kind of bug-eyed, green-skinned aliens that, that are the works of science fiction that have included over the last 60 years or so. Quote, all, ter- all terrestrials have DNA blueprints and share similarities in, mole- in molecular makeup, he argued. Nonetheless, few of our fellow Terrans resemble us. The extraterrestrials won't either. Any aliens that trek to our planet are unlikely to be carbon-based life forms, either hirsute or hairless, Shostak said. Their cognitive abilities will probably not be powered by a spongy mass of cells we'd call a brain. They will probably have gone beyond biological smarts, and indeed beyond biology itself. In other words, extraterrestrials won't be alive. Now that really explains a lot of the behavior that we see in these abductions and these cattle mutilations a lot of this stuff where people or animals are just treated like objects. Perhaps they're conducting these uh, abductions and cattle mutilations. As a lot of people believe, they're trying to somehow master the biology that the humans or the cows offer to, to pair that with their own AI or mechanical uh, mechanical being and somehow bring themselves to life. It's like they crave what we call life. 
That's because it, it cannot. This is that's because the enormous distance from one star solar system to the next could take eons to cover. Shostak, however, acknowledges the simple fact that thanks to the relatively young age of our solar system, other much older solar systems would could house could house far more advanced civilizations than us. But that doesn't allow them to break the laws of physics. Well, this is another problem. We observe these craft in our own airspace. And they are breaking the laws of physics, so we have to get our we have to get our minds outside of this box that we've created. That everything has to adhere to the same laws of physics we do. We have to really stretch ourselves. He says Star Trek and similar scenarios aside, it's extremely difficult to divert, to traverse light years of space in less than a lifetime. Anyone's lifetime, he argued. You can call up Scotty in the engine room, but he won't be able to help. It's a long trip that won't. That won't appeal to biological passengers who will die along, who will die long before their destination is reached. But AIs or machines aren't limited by this. In recent advances in artificial intelligence here on Earth, or anything to go by, much older civilizations are far likely far ahead. Are likely far ahead. Researchers who work in AI estimate that machines able to beat humans on an IQ test will emerge from the labs by mid-century. Shostak wrote. If we can do it, some extraterrestrials will have already done it. And while some researchers have argued any extraterrestrials coming in for a visit could spell disaster, Shostak is far less worried. So if alien craft ever do settle on the White House lawn, you can hope that whatever's inside is friendly, he argued. If not, there's always negotiation. I don't know. That seems, that seems awfully hopeful to me. Negotiation. The last time the... Uh, the bug guy came by and sprayed your house. Did he negotiate with the cockroaches? Uh, the last time you set out a mouse trap, did you negotiate with the mice? The last time that the farmer sprayed insecticide on the field that the vegetables or the grains that you consumed the day came from, did he negotiate with those uh, creatures? No, of course not. And I'm afraid that if... If ET is truly AI, the negotiations between them and us will run alongside the same lines. And I'm also concerned that our own deep state, our own intelligence community, is begging Congress for money so that they can create an AI surveillance system to intercept an AI UFO. And just the arrogance to think that our our barely developed AI programs could ever compete with AI programs that were so sophisticated that they have traversed the cosmos. To me, shows the height of arrogance and stupidity that we're dealing with at governmental level, governmental levels. Which just brings me back to my whole theory that we have to crowdsource the truth about UFOs among ourselves because we're not going to get it from the government. We're not going to get it from uh, you know, the intelligence community, and we're not going to get it from the universities, and you're probably not going to get it at a UFO convention. You're going to get it by doing your research, by talking to like-minded people, and by comparing notes with other folks who have had UFO encounters and sightings. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? 
It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.